This evening I would like to uh, make an observation about the Lord's Supper and uh, leave you with a recommendation at the end of the lesson. So uh, one observation, and that observation has to do with the way a word, an English word, is used in our, in our translations. There are three Greek words in the New Testament that are translated with uh, the English word blessed. And uh, the first of those examples is in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus is presenting what is called the Sermon on the Mount. You remember how that begins with him saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted, and so on. Well, the word blessed there, uh, this is the only Greek word I'm going to give you tonight, but uh, there are three of them, uh, is the word makarios. And in essence, it was used to describe the state of the Greek gods, not by Jesus, But in secular literature, it was a term used to describe the state in which the gods existed. They did not care about what was going on on this earth. Uh, Again, we're talking about the Greek gods, not the god of scripture. It was also a term, the word makarios was used to describe the Isle of Cyprus. Apparently someone could live, could be born and live and die on the Isle of Cyprus and never have to leave it. So it was called the Isle of the Blessed. And in fact, their ruler was often given the title of Makarios, Blessed One. So Jesus uses this one word, this Greek word, in the blessings or the blessed statements of Matthew 5. There are seven statements that begin with the word blessed in the book of Revelation. That's all the same word that we're talking about here. On another occasion... The Apostle Paul uses a word that's translated blessed in our English translations, but it is a different word. And the word he uses is a word from which we get our English word um, to be well spoken of. It's the word eulogy. If you've ever been to a funeral or have ever conducted a funeral, there is a part in a funeral or memorial service that's called the eulogy. That's where someone gets up and speaks a good word, which is what the word eulogy means. So in Ephesians 1 verse 3, when Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord uh, and Savior Jesus Christ, he uses the word blessed or, or the word, our word eulogy. And what he means by that is, may God be well spoken of. May the Father uh, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be well spoken of. He's not asking us to uh, give something to God that he couldn't have obtained otherwise. We pray for God to bless us, don't we? And when we do, we're asking him to do something for us that we cannot do for ourselves. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 7, the writer states, But without dispute, the less is blessed of the greater, or the less is blessed of the better. Well, uh, an observant sister a number of years ago raised her hand in a Bible class and asked, how can the lesser serve or bless the greater if, uh, or how can, how can an individual bless God, Ephesians 1.3, if the less lesser is always blessed by the greater? And that, well, that's because two different words are in play there. 
So we need to remember that Paul, as in passages like Ephesians 1.3, is using a word that means well spoken of. May he well be spoken of. It's very different from the word we find Jesus using in Matthew 5, verse 3. And there's yet another occasion on which the English, English word blessed is used, but it translates yet a third Greek word. In Luke's account of the Lord's Supper, he writes that Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. I want you to remember that. When he gave thanks, Luke uses the word that is often translated uh, Eucharist, Eucharistos, and it means to give thanks for, which turns the Lord's Supper, which we participate in on the first day of every week, a supper of thanksgiving, a supper of gratitude. So I want to encourage those who serve on the Lord's table to at least when you're officiating and leading minds in the uh, passing out of the bread or the cup to give thanks. That was a lesson I had to learn the hard way years and years ago. But if you do anything else, make sure you're giving thanks. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and listen to what Paul writes in relationship to what we've been talking about. This is chapter 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. It's a passage we often read and we often hear read during the Lord's Supper or in preparation for the Lord's Supper. Paul is correcting those in, in Corinth concerning abuses that are going on in that ancient church. And he writes, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. When I was first asked to uh, lead the congregation in a prayer, I was very young and inexperienced and uninformed. And I I got up and I, I think what I did was I gave thanks for everything under the sun but the bread or the cup or whatever it was I was supposed to be leading the minds of our brethren in. And an old brother came and to make a long story short simply said, reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11 with me, all you need to do is say, we thank you for this bread or we thank you for this cup. Now I'm saying this so that if there's anyone in the audience who has not yet led, and you're a little nervous about leading and knowing what to do, read 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and give thanks. Now, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and it's probably among the holidays that our government has established for us, my favorite holiday. 
But the Lord has established a day of thanksgiving, of course, every day, but in particular, every time we bow our heads before the bread is passed and before the cup is passed. And so we give thanks to the Lord. It should be characterized by joy and by gratitude. If anyone needs to respond tonight, uh, if you need the prayers of the saints, or perhaps you're in a situation now where you've had the gospel presented to you and you believe Jesus is the Christ and you're ready to obey him in being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. If anyone needs to respond tonight, we extend that opportunity to you now while we stand and sing.